Are we in the zone? I think we're in the auto zone. <laughs> oh, 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 O'Reilly. <laughs> auto parts. <laughs> This is the Marble Force Podcast. Welcome to the Marble Force Podcast, episode two of season two. Season three. This is season three now. Oh, it's season three. Welcome to season three. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> we recorded it 15 minutes ago. <laughs> We've done one and a half shots since then. Yes. Uh, because we... And I drank more of my beer. We felt like... We needed to be a little bit looser we felt for the awkward podcast. as fuck. Okay, we <laughs> felt so fucking awkward. We're like, how do we podcast? Let's do some shum shum shot. Let's do some shots, and we will figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. What else do we talk about? <laughs> okay, so a lot of things have changed. Obviously, this is a new episode. We're season three now. Yeah, we're season three. Killing it. Killing it. This is episode forty nine. This is episode forty nine. Wow. Yeah. Season 349. <laughs> Episode 49. Season 3. So we're back. We're back. This is our actual first recorded, not pre-recorded episode. Yeah, because we recorded an episode a year and a half ago <laughs> in the hopes of coming back. A year and, and a half ago. A year and a half ago. And then it turned into three years. Wow. I'm just going to round up to three. I'm going to say it's been three years. It's been a long time. COVID happened. Life happened. We already talked about all this. But we are here. Because of one person who annoyed us. One person who talked so much to one of our close friends. Yes. One person who we heard about multiple times. So many times. So many times. And honestly, it brought us the motivation we needed. I really do think it did. It really did. And honestly... Because our close friend brought it up almost every single time we saw her, too. Almost every single time. You have to say, she was fucking dedicated. <laughs> she was dedicated to helping this one person get the podcast back. And she fucking nailed it. So, Nancy, thank Nancy. you so much for being our motivation to get this rolling again. We're actually so excited to bring this back. Yeah, I, and I, I think it's good for us as well. Oh, I think so too. Mentally. Mentally, I think this will help. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is just, you know, it, it's actually very exciting. I'm, um, I'm actually really excited to bring this back. I can't. Okay. So talking about bringing it back, I can't believe we did 49. Okay. Technically, I think there's technically right now there's 47 episodes out. There's 51 episodes posted to the internet still. Right. With the listener episode, the after haunt, things yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe we did that many episodes and then stopped for three years. The stopping part was not intentional. It was COVID. It was COVID. And there was an episode. If, if you heard the mysterious episode that we removed, <laughs> this is it again. But when we recorded the episode originally, right after COVID happened, the audio quality was atrocious. We started listening to it today and we're like, what the fuck did we even 
post this. No, it was it was so bad. We were clipping constantly. We couldn't hear like it, you couldn't hear us very well. And we just didn't want to put that quality of episode out there. At that time, since we were leaving the podcast up and not releasing any other episodes after that, the only thing that people were listening to was that episode as like their first episode as their first episode trying to get used to it we saw a surge during covid of our our podcast and a lot of it was that that episode so people would start at the last episode we posted and and then decide from there whether they wanted to still listen to it and we decided that it it wasn't something that we necessarily wanted to stay like we didn't necessarily think yeah with the quality of the like audio and how it sounded with all the clipping and us being socially distanced it was different we couldn't read each other's reactions it wasn't the same um we decided that we were gonna just remove the episode yeah this podcast is best in person we read each other very well in person yeah (laughs) we also can't not laugh at each other so yeah, I, I don't think there was like a lot of laughing the first time around. Yeah, I think it was it was really hard because I couldn't see you. We didn't have video worked out because <laughs> we didn't we didn't put a lot of effort into fucking figuring it out we beforehand. Didn't figure anything out beforehand. We like knew there was a vague chance that things were gonna shut down the last episode before that that we recorded. Yes, and I we took stayed- a microphone home. Yes, and that was it. That was all we prepared. Yeah. And we understand now that there are so many other sources of uh, remote recording. There are. Now we did not didn't research. We didn't do fucking anything. We're just like, oh, yeah, we talk on Discord all the time. Yeah, we thought that would work. It didn't work the way we wanted it to. And unfortunately, like, because of that, and we listened back to the episode. Even then, we were like, this might not work for recording. And we didn't go further into it at that point. And it's really, it's that's what kind of brought the podcast to a halt at the time. Then just like so much stuff with life happened. Like we briefly touched on in the last episode. We both have changed jobs. I am no longer engaged. I We are both single. So like our lives just really shifted. Mm-hmm. And so bringing this back now is more. And like, I think also, like in our lives shifting as well, I think we are also way closer of individuals together. I think we talk to each other for hours on end and every (laughs) single day right now. (laughs) Jesse and I probably sit on the phone almost like four hours a night. And we'll like be playing like I'll be like playing games or watching TV and we're just sitting there on the phone talking. Like we might not even necessarily be talking. I know. (laughs) We're we're playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet together. We both have Violet. We play Pokemon together. We sit and play video games. We watch TV together and we just sit on the phone. And so like Jesse and I, I think we are a lot closer. Oh, yeah. We were really close then, but I think we're way closer now. But, like, before when we first did the podcast, Mm -hmm. we were still really close friends. We had lived together. We've we've still been, like, best friends for a long time. But even, like, in the last couple years, Jesse and I have definitely delved into our own spirituality and become very close 
spiritually. spiritually. Yeah, that's a great word. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. <laughs> so we've, you know, we have found a spiritual family that suits us. Mm-hmm. And her and I have become kind of on a similar spiritual path where we work together a lot. Yeah, we do. And, and there are things, and I guess more mainstream witchy things is, yeah. you know. Mainstream the- version. <laughs> And I wouldn't necessarily say that we're following the path of like 100% mainstream, but it is something that is definitely, we're definitely very connected in that way. And I think that will definitely show moving forward in the podcast. We, because of spirituality, have become closer. We know each other way better now. And it's like sometimes we can hear each other without saying anything. It's the weirdest thing, honestly. Um, it's like we're twins. We're twins. Oh my god, because twins can do that telepathy thing, right? We have twin telepathy, but we're not twins, and we were born at different times. <laughs> <laughs> and because of all of the spirituality and the spiritual journeys that we've gone on in the last couple of years, I'm also not as scared of everything anymore. You are not. <laughs> That was like the thing that I remember you talking about in the first episode because I listened to the our talking section in the first episode and you're like I'm terrified of everything. I know. And, and it's we, so like, even weird went, now. So even when we went to like the Whitney, the Whitney and the old Dundee Museum, yeah, you were terrified. I, and I had don't a panic think attack at the Dundee Museum. I don't think you'd be that person anymore. I don't think I would be either. And honestly, I um my own like, I'm still, I still get nervous about it, but I'm not as terrified, like blatantly terrified. Like at the Dundee Museum, when we, the mill, when we did that tour, I had to step away because I had a panic attack when we were there and I had to stop investigating. And I went and sat and talked to the investigators and was away from the situation. I don't think it would be quite the same anymore. Yeah. I'm a lot more comfortable now. Yeah. And I I think definitely the spirituality of us has definitely opened us up to like the things that did scare us. And and now you and now we have learned that it's definitely not as scary of a thing. Yeah. I think I was uh very resistant to exploring some of those topics for a while. Yeah. And I think it'll bring us a more interesting dynamic on this podcast. And more, I feel more accurate to the community. And I, I I feel like in the past, we were definitely leaning into sort of that realm. And I think if we do listen back to like a lot more episodes than we have, we'll probably see that that is something that we still, we connect with. Just to like kind of bounce back a little, Jesse and I both were separately spiritual before we started the podcast. But we never really talked about it with each other. And we we talked about like cool, spooky ghost things. And that's how this podcast started. Yeah. We touched on it. We both kind of vaguely knew that the other person had like a little bit of spiritual beliefs. But we never got into it. And then since we've gotten into it and we've found our spiritual family and we've, we've embraced our spirituality, I've definitely noticed a change. And I think it has brought more knowledge for at least more like comfortable knowledge where we're more comfortable sharing that thought process with each other. And so you'll probably hear that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and maybe in the future we may dive a little bit deeper into that. You never know. So I think that's probably enough about our life thus far. Things will come up as as we move on. Oh, definitely. You'll definitely get caught up uh, on things that we has happened in the past three years with us. Theo, our little podcast dog, he's five years old now. He's five. He's five. And he's still such a good boy. Look at him. Oh, he's so much a better boy now, though. Look at him relaxing. So quiet, not squeaking a toy while we record. I, I put the squeaky toy in the outside <laughs> of the, the podcast studio. But I, yeah, I agree. I think that's, I think that's enough about everything for now. And I'm really like ready to jump into it. Jive into to it. To jive on into it. And the thing too, we still have the podcast coin. It's the same coin and we still have it. I didn't it. lose it. Should I flip? Yeah. Flip away. The inaugural season the three, three flip. <laughs> Um, yes the even, inaugural season how do you three flip, flip a coin i don't even remember do you want me to flip it you flip the coin okay. i'm scared oh it's, it's you me. season three starting out with me yeah season three starting out with you it used to always be you oh uh, we woke up theo with a coin flip though all right i'm ready are you ready i'm ready okay so these notes are from march of 2020 <laughs> Oh, no. And I'm going to preface this by saying I did not look these over. I did not look my notes over either. Okay, good. Because <laughs> so, I was like, shit. I was thinking about that in the bathroom. And I was like, <laughs> I did not look over my notes. You literally all. saw me find the notes and resave them to a Google Doc so I can look Today. on my phone. Yes. yes. And did I have enough time to look over them? Absolutely not. So this I is... I don't even know if they're good or not. The previously recorded released episode that we unreleased <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the winchester mystery house dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> i'm i don't even like i'm so like unpodcasted okay <laughs> let's go for it all right let's go so the winchester mystery house it is an archaeological architectural archaeological it is an off to a great start. <laughs> I think we Coming are. back with a bang. Season it's three. <laughs> 30, flirty, and thriving. And a historic landmark in San Jose, California. It was once a personal residence. Sarah Lockwood Party Winchester, the widow of... Party? Wolf party. P-A-R-D-E-E. Oh, I like. I thought like party like, woo, party, <laughs> you know? Like. Yeah. Uh, party <laughs> looks more like... Uh, like parade almost. Uh, I, 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 I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Less, less exciting. What's more exciting, a party or a parade? Segway. Party. Right a party. Yeah. Right well, on. unless it's a gay pride parade. Mm, good yeah. point. Good point. That's because that's a party. That's a party. <laughs> so she was the widow of William Wirt Winchester and the heiress to the lar- a large portion of the Winchester repeating arms fortune. Yeah, guns. Guns. I, I do know the story very well, so I'm going to try to still react. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure you will still react because we are those type of people. Yes. Um. So tragedy befell Sarah. Her infant daughter died of childhood illness known as Mars- Yellow fever. Marsamus? 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 Sure. It's a disease that wastes away the body. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah. A few years later, her husband was taken from her by tuberculosis. Mm. And after her husband's death in 1881, Sarah Winchester inherited more than 
$20.5 million. And the equivalent from, from 2020, <laughs> from 2019, because I was the, the most recent equivalent I could get, oh, no. was $543 million. That's a pretty nice chunk That's of change. A sizable chunk of money. She also received nearly 50% ownership of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, and that gave her an income of roughly $1,000 per day. Which Per day? Per day, which in 2019 was the equivalent of $26,000 a day. Wow. $26,000 a day. A day. Well, like even Winchester rifles are still very popular. Oh, they are. You and know, like there's there's a lot of, you know, very popular gun types that are still very popular. And that family is probably still fucking loaded. Oh, I'm sure of it. And $26,000 a day, though. Could you even fucking imagine? I could not. That would be so fucking nice. You'd be so fucking loaded. Um, let's find out. if We would, would do a podcast today. We could. We wouldn't have to work. We would pay employees to edit it for us. It I would, would be still great. work. I love my job. I... Would not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the inheritance gave her a tremendous amount of wealth, which she used to fund an ongoing construction. Mm -hmm. So after the deaths of her loved ones, Sarah was told by a Boston medium that she would need to leave her home and travel west. The medium told her. So the medium told her that she must continuously build a home for herself and the spirits of the people who had fallen victim to Winchester rifles. Mm. The noise from the sawing and pounding of nails would keep spirits away. I don't really think that's what it would keep spirits away nowadays. Um, I don't think so either. But, you know, kind of feels like this medium was just looking for some money. Yeah. Uh, Sarah left her home in New Haven, Connecticut and moved out west to San Jose, California. And it's possible she was simply seeking a change of location and a hobby during her lengthy depression after, you know, her husband and child died. Or she moved as west as she possibly could, finding a lot of land on the West Coast. Or that. Um, so some sources think that Sarah Winchester came to believe that her family and fortune were haunted by ghosts. Mm-hmm. And that only moving west and continuously building the house would appease the spirits. That's what she was told. Yeah, I get what she was told. Right. And, like, I bet the ghosts were probably like, the fuck you doing? Like, I mean... Like, okay, so if she was cursed by the Winchesters. By all of the Winchester rifles. That yeah. were taken by Winchester rifles. Yes. And they are just hanging out in the Winchester mystery house. And she's constantly doing construction. I feel like, what are, what, what, what are like you doing? I feel like they'd be more intrigued. <laughs> like, what Well, fuck? yeah, because if you've seen some of the layout of the house. It's crazy. It's crazy. And they're going to be like, um, those are stairs to the outside. I don't I don't know what you're trying to do here. They're yeah. probably like trying to <laughs> convince her being like, what are you doing? This isn't a home. <laughs> so she bought an unfurnished eight room farmhouse in the Santa Clara Valley and began what could only be described as the world's longest home renovation. Yeah, because it was every day, all day, 24-7. Forever. 7-Eleven. I don't know. (laughs) 7-Eleven. She only, renovations only stopped when she passed away on September 5th, 1922. 1922, okay. 
So carpenters were hired to work on the house day and night until the seven-story mansion. Seven story. It's seven stories? Yeah. It says until it became a seven-story mansion. So seven stories. So, okay. So <laughs> when she died, they're like, well. Dropped all hammers. <laughs> dropped all hammers. They're like. Turned off their drills. Turned off their drills. They're like, what? I like. Because she's probably, she was probably micromanaging them, being like, actually, can you, like, build a, some set of stairs right here? Well, I you need, know, like, an- another room right here. So, like, they were probably annoyed as fuck. And when they, she wasn't breathing down her ne- their necks, like. Uh, but they were probably getting paid really, really well. She's making $26,000 a day. Yeah. These people are probably taken care of. Oh, yeah. 100%. So she did not use an architect. And added on to the building in a haphazard fashion. Yes, because I'm talking like how I know the Winchester Mystery House very well. So You do. And that's fine. We've prefaced this. It's a story to tell, you know? Yeah, it is. Uh, we've also told the story. I've told the story to you before. Do I remember that? Absolutely not. Me neither. But it's fine. <laughs> so the home contains numerous oddities, such as doors and stairs that go to nowhere. Yep. Windows that overlook other rooms. And stairs with odd-sized risers. Oh, so like, yeah. Like the stairs are on even. Um, That's fun. It's modern. Trip and fall up the stairs. Many accounts attribute these oddities to her belief in ghosts. Um, Environmental psychologists have theorized that the odd layout itself contributed to the feeling of the house being haunted today. So they think... I sort of... The layout. We need, a, we need a Steven right now because I need someone to pull up the like the literal layout of the home. Oh, yeah. We don't have a Steven right now. We don't have a Steven right now. Continue. I wonder, is there like a floor plan? Yeah. I really want to know if there's a floor plan because we're, there's like a floor plan thing that's going around on Facebook right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking stupid. And so there I, is a floor plan. Holy fuck. What the fuck is this? <laughs> How many bathrooms? Okay. I'll tell you. I've got that in the next bullet oh, you point. Do? Ready? Yep. How many bathrooms? How many fireplaces? How many bedrooms? I've got all of those answers all right. for you. Okay, ready? Yeah. So from 1886 to 1922, construction seemingly never ceased in the original eight-room farmhouse grew into the world's most unusual and sprawling mansion. Man- mansion. Mansion. I like mansion. Mansion. <laughs> So, I like how they just call everything bedrooms, right? Okay. If it's a room, it's a bedroom. So, there was 24,000 square feet, 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors. Oh, wow. 160 rooms, 52 skylights, 47 stairways and fireplaces. Are they equal? 47 each? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't clarify. <laughs> Question. Hypothetically, let's paint a picture. I love painting a picture. We haven't done that in a long time. I know. Let's paint a picture. Look at this floor plan and tell me that you couldn't make like 10 apartments out of this. You could make more than 10 apartments out of that. I think this is just one floor that we're looking at. It's fucking right massive. Now. I was looking at that too. You could make like 12 apartments out of that. Would you live in the Winchester Mystery House in an apartment? How's my rent? 
Well, it's California, so hi. Hi. Um, fuck it. I feel like I could do it. I would be like, it would be weird. You'd be like, oh, that's my door over there. It just leads to the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have the apartment with the door that just leads to the two-story drop. <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> I think about walking out. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was dark. Leaving it in. <laughs> that's fine. So there were 47 stairways and fireplaces, but there were only 17 chimneys with evidence that two others may have existed at one point. You so you said 47 stairways and fireplaces. So I think the same, like 47 stairways, 47 fireplaces. Okay. Well, if we're going on the math of 47 fireplaces to 17 what chimneys. What are the rooms fills with smoke? <laughs> what, well, actually, if there's only ten, a lo- 10 chimneys? 17. 17 chimneys. So half of those rooms fill with smoke when you light a fire. <laughs> so in the apartment complex, painting a picture. Um, the Winchester Mystery Apartments. Yeah. You're warming your house while uh, someone's dying. So- <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> Pretty much what I was going to say. So. <laughs> there are 13 bathrooms for all that. So you can only have 13 apartments then. Yeah. So you get like so there's five a, rooms and one bathroom. There's 160 rooms, but 13 bathrooms. So if, if every apartment had one bathroom. Come on. You need you need like a good equivalent for a home, in my personal opinion, is one bathroom per bedroom. But that's not how it mostly works. So you have to go on like a two to three kind of. There could be like 12 apartments. Yeah. So. Yeah. You'd have a lot of rooms. Yeah. I would have a podcast to each. Okay, so this room right here, mm-hmm. the podcast, gaming, cosplay studio that we are in right now, each one could be a room. Wow. Wow. And one would probably technically be considered a closet. But there's only six kitchens. Well, I have a hot plate. <laughs> Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I think I think I think the shot and a half before this episode was a great idea. We <laughs> nailed it. Um, so the Winchester Mystery House was built at the price tag of five million dollars in 1923. And today, aka 2019, apparently, was seventy-one million dollars. Ooh, Jesus! How many acres? Do you know how many? <laughs> I don't know how many acres there are. <laughs> I look at a lot of houses on Zillow. I need to know the acreage. We're 30 now, so that's what we do. (laughs) When Sarah Winchester died, all of her possessions, apart from the house, were bequeathed to her niece and personal secretary. Bequeathed. Bequeathed. So her niece then took everything she wanted and sold the rest in a private auction. So she took everything she wanted, um, like trinkets, right? So she didn't just like be like, I want these 23 bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it was like stuff in the house, like trinkets and family heirlooms. And then she was probably like, where I want to know where, where she lived in the, the house. I mean, she did live in part of the house. Yeah. She did live in part of the house, but like where? That's a question. Was it like cozy? I mean, I'm sure on the tour, if we ever went there, if we'd find out. Well, you know, maybe one day when we're rich and famous from this podcast. 
<laughs> that we took a three-year hiatus for. Oopsie. Uh, so supposedly it took six trucks working eight hours a day for over for six weeks to remove all the furniture from the house. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So eight well, hours a day. You know, six the- trucks. <laughs> For six weeks. You know, the hardest part about probably removing all of the furniture from the house is the fact that it's a fucking maze. (laughs) They had to, like, go up a staircase. Oh, that didn't go where I wanted to do. Honestly, probably. I would just throw everything out that second story door. (laughs) So Sarah Winchester made no mention of the mansion in her will. And the appraisers considered the house worthless due to damage caused by an earthquake in 1906 and the unfinished design of the impractical nature of the construction. Mm-hmm. It was sold at an auction to a local investor for 1000 sorry, 135000 and subsequently leased for 10 years to John and Mame Brown. Okay. Uh, they eventually purchased the house. They released it. They eventually purchased it. They they leased the house? Yes. They leased to They own. rented the... They leased to own. <laughs> Pretty much rented. They rented the Winchester Mystery House. How many kids did they fucking have? I don't know. Does each one have their own bedroom? Probably. 160 kids. <laughs> Today, the home is owned by Winchester Investments LLC, and a pri- it's a privately owned company representing the descendants of John and Mame Brown. So basically, their descendants now own the home. Okay. Uh, the home retains its unique touches that reflect Miss Winchester's beliefs and her reported preoccupation of warding off malevolent spirits. These spirits are said to have directly inspired her as to the way the house was built. The number 13 and spiderweb motifs carry significance throughout the home. Spiders? Spiderwebs. And the number 13. So Taylor Swift and Charlotte's Web. <laughs> yes. Love that. In 2016, it was announced that another room with period furniture was built in the courtyard. Why would you why would you build another room? I don't know. Just for shits and giggles. So it was built in the courtyard, an attic space that contained a pump organ, Victorian couch, dress form, sewing machine, and paintings. This room was made available. It was a shed. It was I don't know. (laughs) She shed. The Winchester she shed. The Winchester she shed. <laughs> uh, so the room that they built was made available for viewing by the public and featured a shooting range game. Pew, pew. <laughs> In 2017, the Winchester Mystery House debuted their first new daytime tour in 20 years, the Explore More Tour. Ooh. This tour takes guests through rooms that have never been open to the public before and explores the rooms left unfinished at the time of her death. Yeah, half nails in the wall, yeah. Some employees who worked at the Winchester Mansion are said to have stayed there after their deaths. Their footsteps can be heard shuffling. Did you, wait, what, employees? Yeah, employees. I mean, you think- Employees of the tour, employees of I think employees of the construction- because think about it. Because that was literally their fucking life. That's all they did. Yeah. They went to work. They built this weird ass mansion all day. And that was probably so, that was probably such a buzzworthy topic for them, right? Yeah. Like I go to work, I build fucking staircase to the moon and then I leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh my god. Yeah, you build that staircase to the moon. Obviously, they were probably connected up, right? Yeah. So, the employee's footsteps can be heard shuffling from Miss Winchester's room. <laughs> I'm shuffling. To and from her room. So, like, probably, I would assume, the to and from to her room is, like, them coming to, like, be like, okay, what do I need to work on now? <laughs> probably. Um, I finished this, I finished the stairs to, you know... Nothing to the ceiling. Um, what do you want me to do next? Put stairs to the ceiling in room 54. And then after that, build a window from the bathroom on level one to the bathroom on level two. Ooh, sexy. You could just look down while you're pooping. <laughs> See someone underneath you. Um, there's an apparition with black hair and a mustache who is frequently spotted pushing a wheelbarrow. That the current employees call Clyde. Oh, hi, Clyde. He's often seen pushing a wheelbarrow in the basement or trying to repair a fireplace in the ballroom. Oh, he was stuck on that for so long, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. You know, the fireplace probably just wasn't up to our standards. He probably had to wheel the wheelbarrow no, to the he... basement to get more bricks for the fireplace for the ballroom. You know, also what he probably did was he was probably one of those employees that was like, oh, I'm going to make this work take so long. And then like once a week, he would like undo his work and be like, I'm still just working on this fireplace. Because <laughs> he didn't want to work on staircases to the moon. Yeah. So he's been described to management roughly as like, a, this is kind of a quote. Okay. Okay. People have said, we really like the actor who's repairing the ballroom fireplace wearing overalls and a Victorian boater hat. <laughs> <laughs> do the people in the winchester uh house wear clothes that are period clothes i don't think so at least maybe not overalls in a boater hat which is an odd choice of fashion it is a very odd choice of fashion i feel like i'd look at that and be like nice bro <laughs> like I walk away nice overalls or i tried probably talking to them is the boater hat like the flat topped hat i feel like it is like the flat like straw-ish hat like the one the that brim. steven wore oh that's not the type of hat i was oh thinking. that was oh. the type of hat i was thinking okay i what is a boater hat well steven was here he could google it for us. but he's not that's exactly what i thought it was <laughs> but like sheen coming in clutch <laughs> Oh, okay. So, that, like, like, literally all of the hats I wear. Like, the straw, flat-topped oh, yeah. hat and overalls. Yeah, definitely not the the hat I was thinking of. And they're white overalls. They'll get dirty so easily. It, in this construction environment, yes. In the 1920s? <laughs> in the 1900s? 100 years ago? She died. She died 100 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Happy birthday. Death day. So there's a report that says one crisp morning after entering the water tower, Denny heard the patter of footsteps above. The little pitter-patter of little feet? Little pitter-patter. It could be a cat. Could be a ghost. Uh, he ascended to let the trespasser know that the three-story structure was off limits, but the footsteps seemed to be always one step ahead of him and one floor above. 
He searched <laughs> until he got, he got to the roof and there was no one in sight. It reminds me of like, you know, in Spyro the Dragon where you have to chase the person who holds the egg. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> it's always one step ahead of you. And you sort of had to cut it off. And he didn't do that. He didn't think to cut it off. He's just like, I'm going to catch it. Well, he's just running around. Just running around. Or are you like just calmly like walking? You're like, oh, I never ran into it. No, just running willy nilly. All right. Uh, so prior to the mansion opening for tours, uh, one day a worker was on a ladder and he felt a tap on his shoulder. He turned and there was no one there. Imagine being on a ladder. You're on. You're on a ghost ladder. That's his ladder. He he's there. He was building the house when. You're in his fucking way. Yeah. Get off the ladder. Excuse me. This is the thing that I've been doing for the past four days. I need you to vacate my ladder, please. (laughs) Get off my fucking ladder. It's mine. Well, at least he didn't push him. He was being polite. He was being polite. He tapped him. Yeah. When the worker refocused his attention to the task, he felt like a hand was pressing against his back. He was still the only person in the room, but not for long. That worker got out of there fast, leaving otherworldly labor alone to handle the job that so means, so the ghost is gonna finish the job he was like i'm working on this but someone keeps touching me so i'm leaving all right i'd be like i'd be like leaving and like openly announcing we'd be like all right if you want to do it you can fucking do it <laughs> yeah just you speak to them yeah you'd be like i'm done have fun uh so the 1906 earthquake that destroyed the destroyed san francisco and caused damage to the house um, it actually trapped Sarah Winchester in a room. Oh. For how many days? I don't know if it was days. Okay. So she was trapped in the room until workers were able to set her free, and it deeply shook her. She was shook. And From the earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear earthquakes are a really shaking experience. <laughs> God damn it. But because of that experience, she had the room sealed off. It stayed that way until recently, maybe around 2016, when the room was opened and added to the tour. All right. On one of those tours, a guide gathered participants in the room and explained the history and pointed out objects inside. It had been sealed for probably about, it said more than 100 years after being sealed, but we just established that it she died in 1922, and it's 2022 now. Well, what if she did it a couple of years before she died? That's fair. Because how long were they building the house for? That's so, true. That's fair. It could, yeah. So it was sealed up for a very, very long time. Yeah. So the guide heard Dusty. a loud sigh in the hallway and went to bring out bring in the straggler, but she didn't find any tourist. She did see a small ghostly form gliding around the corner. The guide quickly followed. She did not see anyone, yet she heard another sigh. So she thinks that it may have been Sarah Winchester and that she had used the room previously that had been sealed up as kind of a refuge from all the tourists. So there's... Wait, hold on. Pause and think about that for a second. Because, mm-hmm. like, a refuge for the ghosts. Like, just think of, like, this room, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, like... 20 people in it and we're just all sort of standing around being like we don't really want to go out there and then like i just picture them all standing up against the wall very still just sort of like staring at one and then just another. chilling yeah just chilling like a waiting room like a waiting room 
There's a surveillance video from September 23rd, 2017, from 3.45 a.m., where something can be seen walking out onto the balcony of the house, standing still for a few moments before quickly moving back in. So I looked at it, and at the time, to me, it looked like someone was holding a lantern or calendar, candle, not calendar, <laughs> a lantern or candle, but I have the link here. Oh, should we watch it really quick? Yeah, let's watch it really quick. I was trying to Google it right now, so. I apparently put the link in my notes. Way to go, sweet. Past me. Way to go, 2019 you. Okay. It was actually 2020 me. 2020 so. you. It's just a little security guard. Yeah, it's just, it like, it. you see a small light that appears and walks across this like little yeah. bridge way. Um, balcony. But it does look like a lantern or a candle or something, like maybe a a flashlight, something. Maybe we can find a way to post that video somewhere. Yeah. It's a Facebook video from the Winchester Mystery House Facebook page. Yeah. I gave the September 23rd, 2017 as the date of the incident. Okay. So just as unexpected things turn up on videos, the same is true with photographs. It is... The Winchester Mystery House owns public relations coordinator or their public relations coordinator reported that he took several photos of the mansion in 2015. When he downloaded the photos, he deleted what he didn't need, but one of the photos caught his eye and in the window of the house, he spotted something. His name is uh, Timode, apparently. Okay. <laughs> I didn't put that in at the beginning of this conversation visitors of the winchester mystery house reported taking pictures and seeing strange shapes in the windows and a few shared their snapshots on facebook if you visit you can kind of look at all of the pictures their facebook page actually has a lot of like pictures and videos and stuff on it oh that's awesome yeah i love pictures that would be that's like the one thing i want to do is like catch something super creepy and unfortunately i've catched creepy things on my security cameras at my own home. <laughs> so that tracks. I've seen these videos. <laughs> like orbs, shadows. I want to catch something like that, but like at like a spooky place. Somewhere else. <laughs> Somewhere that's not my home. Um, so Houdini came to the house in 1924 during his nationwide tour to debunk spiritualism. Oh, rude, Houdini. When the Winchester Mystery House has been thrown has thrown out the welcome mat to paranormal investigators. Can we go investigate? Zach Bagans of Ghost Adventures has been there. Noted psychic Sylvia Brown, TK, and famous mediums James Van Prague, who channeled Sarah at a seance dinner. Well, I'd like to go to a seance dinner. Be kind of interesting, right? Sounds dangerous, though. Seems horrifying still, honestly. He claimed that she expressed happiness that the house had so many visitors. So when I made this video, I don't know if this is actually still active. I'm going to quickly click this link and find out. You made a video? When I made this story. Okay. Okay. It still exists. Okay. So when I made this in 2020, the Winchester Mystery House was offering video tours due to COVID because they shut down. So you could purchase a video tour and walk through the Winchester Mystery House. Like, and we never it. did that. And we never did it. But you can purchase it. It said they were offering a 40-minute tour of the property for anyone who was interested. So 
Can we do it tonight? They said until April 7th. April Wait, 7th. don't they have live feeds of the house they, at all time on their they might. website? They, I think they might. So this was offered until April 7th of that year. But when I just clicked on the link to the Winchester Mystery House website, there's a video access tour. You could rent or buy a video tour. There's a 360 tour. There's all sorts of stuff on their website. Honestly, it's pretty cool. But they really leaned into it. They did. And honestly, it's there were so many tours of like virtual tours of museums and things during the pandemic, which were honestly is a really good idea for a lot of businesses for yeah. people who are stuck at home. Like, and I'm tourism, sick of seeing my like, I know there's like, like a tour of Madrid. Like, yeah. During COVID that I, I, I said I was interested in like attending, but never did. Yeah. But that is the uh, Winchester Mystery House. Wow. Two years after I prepared it. Great job. <laughs> Thanks. So this is a part two to episode 47. Right. Yes. So this is a part two to season one, episode 47. And I have not reread the notes. Um, so we're just going to go for it again, I, I guess. Um, I just did the same thing. It was I know. intimidating. <laughs> it is very intimidating. Uh, apparently, I just did an episode on uh, Skagway, Alaska, and this is uh, apparently like a part two uh, because if I remember correctly from the episode that I had listened to is uh, there was a bunch of little stories around the city from the Golden North Hotel uh, that I had covered in episode 47. Okay. So... A beautiful city with snow-capped mountains in the background. Ooh, paint I, that picture. Yeah, we're painting the picture right off the bat. And then I said, as we spoke last week. <laughs> <laughs> last week being three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> three years later. So Skaway uh, has been a port town since 1897 and is located in the, the northern part of Alaska. It boomed during the gold rush. And a lot of buildings uh, still stand from 1897. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The current population sits around 700 of the historic town, which we're going to just say no. In 2020. In 2020 <laughs> notes. Local residents often wear costumes for visitors because tourism is now the number one income source for the entire town. Okay, but imagine you're just living your normal fucking life. And you're like, there's a lot of tourists here, so I'm going to put on my costume. Yeah. Sounds like my dream job. <laughs> my dream I think, life. I think the one thing that I was talking about, like, in the previous episode was there's, like, people who dress like saloon girls and, like, oh, tour you around the yeah. town. So, yeah. that That's what this is, apparently. I wrote as we spoke last week so many times in these <laughs> notes. <laughs> But the gold rush did bring uh, a lot of crime. And due to its sheer boom in population from 700 to about 10,000 people, lawlessness was rampant and even diphtheria diphtheria epidemic swept through the town, killing a lot of people. Of course it did. Uh, of course. So we're going to continue with the haunted buildings in the town. Great. We're going to continue from three years ago. From three years ago. <laughs> Last week. Last week. <laughs> It's not even last week anymore because we're posting the other episode ahead of it. I know, but so it's two two weeks ago, a month ago. It's a month ago. We we post bi weekly. <laughs> 
if we can't laugh at ourselves for fucking up, <laughs> who can? So we're going to start with the Red Onion Saloon. Oh. Uh, is it, it really is- red or is it like a purpley onion? <laughs> I'm going to go with a purpley onion. <laughs> <laughs> purpley onion? Yeah. It is located at 205 Broadway and was built originally to be a brothel. Oh, cool. The building was white with dark trim and two stories. And the Red Onion was once called the classiest dance hall and saloon in the bustling Gold Rush town. The classiest brothel. <laughs> the classiest dance hall. Oh, the classiest. And saloon. Ooh, what kind of dancing do you think they did? Rave? It's, it's definitely not a rave. <laughs> I can 100% tell you it's not a rave. No strobe lights and... No. Bummer. Silent disco. Ooh, a silent disco. Yeah, it was totally a silent was, disco with all of those Bluetooth headphones and everything. For their own Bluetooth headphones. Oh. Uh, the first floor uh, was and is now a saloon. And the second floor has 10 small rooms called cribs. Ooh. Each crib was very small in size, but elaborately decorated. Are these uh, cribs? Not, no, not for babies. No, not for babies, but baby making. <laughs> I don't think I don't think a worker in a brothel would like to. I mean, uh, they didn't want to make babies. Make babies. But what year is this? Eighteen something. Eighteen ninety seven. There don't think there was much birth control options in eighteen ninety seven. There's not. Besides the pull out method. <laughs> pull out cribs. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we make ourselves <laughs> The cribs all had two or three doors for escape purposes and temperature control. Okay. Well, if you had an unruly tenant in a room, you just needed to get the fuck out of there. Well, obviously you need an escape There's door. There's a trap door <laughs> to Sweeney Todd them Tra- into the saloon. <laughs> Tra- trap doors. I love that. That's the third door. I like the idea like the third of leg. there being one door that's just like, it's too fucking hot in this room. <laughs> you mean the window? <laughs> well, it's a three, two to three doors for also temperature control. I don't, I'm, I'm assuming it's a fucking window. <laughs> the door is a window. <laughs> Where in 1898, many sex workers made their business. A miner could wander into the Red Onion for a drink and some love. Mm. I literally wrote it like this. It's word for word right now, okay? The anxious gentleman would choose his girl in a very unique way. Behind the bar, there were ten dolls. Dolls? Dolls that represented the ten girls upstairs. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Each customer would choose a doll of his choice, and the bartender would lay the doll on her back, indicated the girl was busy. Okay. But, like, how close are these dolls representing the women who are upstairs? Do they have, like... Okay, have, there's ten dolls? There's ten dolls. So, like, do they have, like, five brunette dolls? Like, four blonde dolls and a redhead doll? Probably. They all look pretty similar. They're just wearing different colored dresses? Yeah. Or do they like, did they like go to a sculptor and like, this is Bethany. Fuck no, they didn't. This this is a brothel. This is a saloon. But maybe they're highly <laughs> reputable, right? They're really, I don't know about the Yelp rating of the brothel. 
1898, okay? So, okay, so, but, like, maybe one of the brothel clients was an artist, and he really liked to make sculptures of women. Maybe. He did it as a favor. But, like, I don't think the dolls are that accurate. They're probably, like, stuffed dolls. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably, like... Corn husk dolls. (laughs) Exactly. And then... The, I think it's honestly just hair color. I think that's all you really get. Hair color and dress color. It's like, Bethany always wears a purple dress and she has brown hair. Yeah, done. Done. She has Beth etched into the chest of the doll. <laughs> and once the gentleman came back downstairs, the doll would be stood upright again. So they had to go back right away. Potentially. Yeah. They had to go back. They had to go back to back. Or front to front. If you're nasty. It may be getting too late for later. <laughs> or this is just who we are now. This is who we are now. I know it is. This is who we are. All right. Uh, where am I? Cribs. The cribs have now been converted into offices and dressing rooms for employees. Okay. Current day. So you used to get undressed there. Now you get dressed there. Now you get dressed there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I feel like you, like, I'm having a sense that you've made that joke the last time I wrote this story. <laughs> <laughs> I am who I am. Uh, the Red Onion does tours of the town and the saloon. Oh, so this is like what I was fucking talking about at the beginning of reading this story. On their ghost tour, you can hear stories of the town and the resident of the Red Onion, Lydia. Okay. I feel like she was the house mom. Lydia? Yeah. That sounds like a house mom name. Yeah. House mom. In 1898. Yeah. On the second floor of the Red Onion, Lydia has been hostile towards men. Oh, she's totally. She's the house mom. She's totally house mom. But the only story that I could find was the story of a local official. So I'm assuming she just hates the government. (laughs) And probably uh, was there to do a health inspection. I don't know if this is from a source of any kind. Or a joke you wrote. (laughs) Or a joke I wrote. (laughs) So she hates the government and they were possibly there for a health inspection. Footsteps can be heard walking up the stairs. An employee called the police who had heard running and pounding on the second floor. Okay. What kind of pounding? (laughs) It's a brothel. (laughs) When the officers went up to investigate, he saw a shadow go down the hall and slip into Madam's room. Oh, the house mom is a madam. Yeah. <laughs> I like house mom better. I like house mom. Yeah. And when investigated, found no one in the room. Cold spots have been found on the stairs. Uh, there has been a strong aroma of perfume, perfume throughout the second floor. People have felt an unseen presence that likes to be helpful uh, and the present will water the plants on the second floor. Oh, that's nice. I know, right? Uh, sometimes, like, watering plants can be a hassle. So, like, yeah. Totally house mom. Gotta, like, keep your keep your rooms in tip-top shape. Yeah, it's gotta look nice and presentable. Yeah. And especially there, at one point in time, someone had saw a shadowy form of a woman watering the plants in Madam's room. Okay. There was a musician that once lived on the second floor and would play downstairs in the saloon. One night he awoke to see a shimmering shimmering light in his room. And it is said that he has had a very strange sensation. Did he have sex with the shimmering lights? 
Could be. I have multiple questions. Okay. First question. All right. Was it a ghost or was it an alien? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any alien stories from... But shimmering lights could be alien. Could be light. Yeah. Could be alien. And did he have sex with it? If he had... 100% had sex with it. 100%. Willingly? Was he like, ooh. And it is said that he has a very strange sensation. I wouldn't necessarily say it was consensual. Okay. Because I feel like you would explain that differently than a very weird sensation. Yeah. I think you're right. So I think that it seems like... Someone touched his dick while he was sleeping. Either a ghost or an alien, we're unsure. Because <laughs> it's definitely not Madam. No. She is over him. Yeah. Get out of my space. Yeah. So, um, and that is it of the red onion. I love the red onion. Yeah. So we're going to move to the fraternal order of the eagles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> eagles Hall was created by connecting two old 1890s hotels. And apparently there's just a couple of ghosts here. Uh, but they are friendly and have been witness to moving cold spots and just the feeling of being watched on the second floor. Apparently, I didn't talk much about just besides two hotels getting smacked together. They just shoved them together. They just shoved them together. It's haunted. That's, all, t- that's all you need to know. <laughs> were, the, were the hotels at least like close together? I'm assuming so. And then like they did they build a tunnel to connect the two? Or did they just like take Push it. two big strong men? One pushed one hotel and one pushed the other hotel. I like that picture better. And then they just smooshed them together. And then they just like cut out doors. I like that. The, I think the, that's, that's exactly what happened. That's, that's definitely what happened. So there is entities that have been felt on the second floor. Uh, but other than that, they seem very friendly. And you could just feel they're moving cold spots on the second floor. And that's it. Okay. So Brutus and Bruce. Brutus after, and Bruce. After doing all that work to they move these. died. <laughs> to, to squish the hotels together. They passed away because they were tired. And now they just chill there. Yeah, they just chill there. Yeah. On the second floor. Keep you company. Maybe get their a- favorite rooms. Because I don't know the names of the rooms prior to this. But like they're like, oh, yeah, I really like this room in this hotel. And I really like this room in this hotel. But they're both on the second floor. Obviously. So the doorway that is now a hallway mm-hmm. that connects the two rooms that they squished together. They're just sort of around. Yeah. Walking around. They're buds. Sometimes they open the door. They get a beer together. Yeah. <laughs> I love this for them. All right. Now next, after our little brief... Uh, quick story. Our little, our little brief entities at the Fraternal Order of the Eagles were moving to the Case Mulville Hill House. The what? Mulville Hill. How do you spell this? M-U-L-V-I Hill. Mulville Hill. Sure. Built in 1904, it is a Victorian two-story home. W.H. Case was a co-partner in the Case and Draper Company, a popular photographic store that took pictures of families, special events, and anything else people wanted to, some pictures to keep of themselves. So, like, just, like, a cool photography place? Yeah, just a cool photography place that was a two-story Victorian home. So not necessarily, like, the old-timey photos that you can take at, like, tourist traps where you dress up in fun costumes and... I still feel like it's a, a it's like an old timey 
like flashbulb photography in my living room in my Victorian home. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's exactly what, what this is. At the time? Yes. But it's not old timey. It's actual timey. <laughs> I don't know that for a fact, Amber. <laughs> 2020, Jesse, didn't take good notes on this. I don't know why I decided to reread this today. But after, no, yeah, this is what they did back then, back in the day. This is what they did back in the day. Because after 10 years, it became a home. So it was not a home at first. It was a photography studio. Okay. Okay. It became a home to William John Movilhill and family. After William was promoted to chief dispatcher position with the railroad. So the photographer was promoted. It was his side gig. Do we, it was his side gig? So he was like railroad worker by day and by night he took pics. Yeah. Hot pics, steamy pics. Of of the girls at the the Red Onion. Were they nudes of the Red Onion girls? He was making a calendar. The first steamy calendar. No, they can't be nudes. They're, they have to be, they have to, lewds. Lewds. Yeah. If they're not nudes, they're lewds. Yeah. They have to be lewds. Because you want to, like, bring the men in, but you don't want to, like, give it all away. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. The Mulville, Mulville Hill family lived here until the guy who worked at the railroad died in 1949. Okay, so they lived there until he died. Yes. Uh, he was buried in now what is called the Gold Rush Cemetery. Fitting name for the town. Yeah. And apparently his wife died in the same year, in 1949. Oh, that's sad. She was so heartbroken. She died from heartbreak. Did she? I don't know. Apparently that's an actual none of the None happen. of these stories I've told today are facts because I must have wrote this like right off of doing the research and you probably were like oh i know all the facts yeah yeah and now we're piecing together the facts two years later (laughs) (laughs) so so um various families owned this home until it was bought by the city and restored in 1980 this home was used as a meeting place for the skyway chamber of commerce but they wanted it to be a new building so once again it turned into a private residence okay so it was a... The city bought it. They're like, uh, we want something new and flashy. And so they sold it to normal people again. <laughs> we want something new and flashy. Hey, Sarah and Tom want to move here with your six kids? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. New and flashy. New and flashy. There is an entity that resides in the home that is believed to be uh, Mr. Mulville Hill himself. And doors throughout the house can be open, are open and closed by themselves. People tend to hear heavy footsteps walking up and down the stairs. And you can also hear the sound of a telegraph key clicking away in the distance. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's the Moleville Hill house in Skyway, Alaska. Nice. New and flashy. <laughs> the house was, it's, it's mostly probably the people who live there, yeah. right? Previously to before he passed away from, you know, the train track guy. Yeah. Whatever. What do you call it? Railroad. Railroad. Yeah. So it's probably... I like the tra- train track guy better. <laughs> the train track guy. So it's probably the family that lived there, right? That is probably haunting it? Yes. You would think? 
Well, I think it just sounds like one entity. It just sounds Maybe like William Mulville Hill himself. He died, and now he's kind of haunting the house. Yeah. Okay. It's his house. He lived there. Yeah. He, he may have built it. Don't know. Not sure. <laughs> All right. We, we got another one. Oh, what is it? what's this place? The White House. What? It um, moved, and I didn't even know. <laughs> Yeah, moved to Alaska. <laughs> wow, shit. So I I look back at uh, our White House episode, our actual White House, oh, okay. Washington D.C. episode, uh, not the one we talked about a couple weeks ago. Oh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> but just a normal White House that sort of looks like a condo now. <laughs> <laughs> the white condo. <laughs> yeah, white condo. It was originally built as a private home, but became a hospital during World War II. Of course, it did. Yep. And then a small hotel. Of course it did. It's literally one bullet point right there is just then a small hotel. (laughs) Ooh, a daycare center. Oh, fitting. And then back to a private home for various families. In 1988, it was abandoned after being damaged in a fire, but has been restored as a bed and breakfast. This White House has had a lot of life. It's had a history. Yeah. It was like New Year, new me. Like us. <laughs> like us. Here in season three. <laughs> One night, a commercial fisherman and his family were staying here when his wife and him woke to an apparition of a woman standing at the end of the bed. Horrifying. During their stay, though, their three-year-old daughter happily chatted with an invisible entity in the kitchen. No, thank you. Do your children at daycare talk to the ghosts? No, but they look at them a lot. Oh, they're, they're ha- like cats. There have been a few instances. I work at a daycare, obviously. I work with toddlers and uh, previously infants. Uh, there have been instances where we'll be like hanging out and they'll look at like the door or in the corner of the room and they'll be like, hi. And there's like nothing there. And they'll just be waving and like staring in the corner. There has been a lot of instances of that, especially in my old room. Awesome. That's awesome. Creepy, but awesome. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's a little horrifying when you're like, so like, you know, these kids so well and you're like, who the fuck are you talking to? Yeah. So that spirit uh, that haunts the White House is believed to be the woman that once ran the daycare in that home. Oh, me. Yeah, so it's you in the future. <laughs> it's future me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's mostly about it. She talks to children and uh, stands above your bed. Okay. So it night. seems like. That's why the children are kind of probably drawn to her. Yeah. Because she's nurturing. Yeah. She's just like there to be like, hey, did you eat your carrots? Sit down in your chair. Stop biting your friends. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the White House. Wow. A different White House than I was expecting. In Skyway, Alaska. (laughs) That is the random... Uh, apparently four places in Skyway, Alaska that I looked up. I kind of love it. Did not listen to the episode that I despise. Um, again, I am assuming that I was more knowledgeable about <laughs> this than my notes lead we me to believe. We also didn't find it until like an hour before recording this. That is also true. So I probably should have reread it. So sorry, but like, you know, there's a lot of haunted places in Skyway, Alaska. Honestly, though, it would probably be cool to check out. Yeah, especially with like the red onion and like the fact that people like dress up in costumes in their normal lives. Oh yeah, 100%. But yeah. That's our uh 
That's our stories that you've, if you've been with us, you've probably heard. If you heard them before. You didn't. You didn't. Pretend you didn't. You didn't hear it. You've heard this episode now. <laughs> because this already feels like a better episode. I, I didn't re-listen to it, but it feels better. I internally. remember not being very happy with the, that episode, I, even when yeah. we posted it. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. So, welcome back to the Marble Forest. Here we are. Season three. Oh, uh, also, before we like close this baby out, I would listen to the the first episode. Do you remember? (laughs) Did you remember why we call ourselves Tomorrow Forest? Because I did not remember until I re-listened to the first episode. I did remember. And I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) I did remember. Um, And then for all of you who may be joining us for the first time, the Marble Forest is a play on words for a cemetery. in in short of it, uh, because headstones used to be made out of marble, and but they deteriorate easily in the outdoors. Yeah. So that is the, the gist of that. And thanks for joining us. If it's your first time, welcome. If you're coming back for season three, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. And I guess I will do it. That's it. So if... If you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to it. You can find all of where we are. Everything. You can find everything on our link tree at MFCast. So M as in marble and forest, and then cast as in podcast. (laughs) (laughs) To make it real simple for you. If you can't find our link tree, just go to our Instagram, Marble Forest Podcast at Instagram, and you can and find it'll everything And it will also probably there. be in the description of the show as well. Yes. You can find it all there. And I think that we should uh, thank everyone still. Oh, yeah. So thank you to Cameron, who did our music. And thank you to Jenna, who did our podcast logo and some art for us. Yeah. And I guess don't tempt fate by stealing a ghost's work. Goodbye. Goodbye.